the new frontier was within intimacy. It was in, within a relationship. I'd never let myself be seen by someone for long enough for them to see my deepest, darkest shit. And I had never tolerated someone else's deepest, darkest shit. And so to me, it felt like this is the next, this is the next big adventure. Welcome to the Secret Life Podcast. Tell me your secret. I'll tell you mine. The best way to support the show is to subscribe and share. If you haven't left a review or ratings on iTunes, please do. It helps more people find our show. And if you want to be on it, please shoot me a note at secretlifepodcast at iCloud.com. Hi, welcome to the show, Secret Life Podcast. I'm Brianne Davis-Gant. I will be pulling back the curtains of all human secrets. You know, we'll hear about the secrets that we hide deep inside of us or the ones that are light and funny and silly and embarrassing. You know, those past secrets that we got through and are on the other side are present ones that are still with us today. The how, what, when, where, and why of it all. And today I have a very awesome guest. Her name is Sam. Now, Sam, I have a question for you. Dun, dun, dun. What is your secret? Well, my secret is that I sometimes hate being married. Oh, so you're a married woman. How long have you been married? I am. I've been married just over a year, so not that long. Mm -hmm. Um, I got married pretty late. It was something I wasn't ever sure that I wanted to do. Yeah, I I talk about that too. I never wanted to get married. So, Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know. (laughs) Um, I would say I met someone who really wanted to get married. I think I started to realize that, that actually I was just really scared of marriage and it wasn't so much that I didn't want to be married as, um, I was scared of, of what it represented. And I saw, you know, my parents had a really difficult, complex relationship where I felt like both of them seemed sort of trapped in their own ways. And I think unconsciously I decided that's something I never want to do. And so I just became really good at being free, I guess, but I wouldn't say I was happy being free. You know, I still really longed for love and a committed relationship and a family. So I think I was torn in those direct, in those two directions for a long time. And then I met someone who had been married and had a child and was divorced and, you know, really wanted to do it again and do it better. Mm-hmm. And he was very persuasive <laughs> and I fell in love with him. Right. Um, yeah. So when he, you know, proposed this idea when you first met him, did it bring up the panic or the anxiety or did this fantasy of maybe a marriage can be, you know, something more than what your parents had? Do you remember those for that first conversation? You know, the first conversation, no, I don't remember when, when we first talked about it. I think it brought up both. I think it brought up both the fantasy and the fear. And I had the sort of benefit of seeing him as a dad before 
you know, before we had a kid together and, and he was a great dad. He is a great dad. And I got to see him and how much he loved his kid. And, and so that really kind of fed into the fantasy of like, oh, we could do this together and we could have a baby together and we can all be a family together and I can be a stepmom and da, 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 da. And, and that was like really appealing. And then when it would get really real, it was like, oh my God, get me the fuck out of here. Like, I can't do this. And I did that. I, before, you know, before we got married, before we got engaged, I did leave. I left for nine months because I was terrified, but I didn't know that that's why I left. You know, it was like, I almost had to kind of make up a reason just to get out because I was so scared of, of that level of commitment and responsibility and intimacy, which I saw as the downfall of my parents' relationship. Oh, mine too. I mean, my parents are divorced now. It was a train wreck. I saw my mom chase my dad outside with a knife wanting to cut him, you know, and that's when they decided to get divorced. And so for me, as we've discussed before, I waited 10 years before I got married to my husband. Like I, (laughs) the good thing is he didn't really want to get married. He would, but it wasn't like a goal of his. But when we got to 10 years, I was like, okay, I guess I can marry you. You know. <laughs> <laughs> did you feel, did you feel the fear gone at that point or were you? I don't know. I, I mean, I think because I had so, you know, in sex and love addiction, I already had so many years of sobriety. I, the fantasy of what a marriage would look like wasn't in my brain anymore. And what, you know, falling in love. I loved falling in love. And that's so fleeting that I knew any person I would get with, it would go away in a year. So I'm with this person I love as my best friend. And, you know, it couldn't get any better than this. And I knew Mm. that. And so that fear went away completely. Yeah. So I really want to talk about what made you come back after the nine months and finally agree to take that next step. She's pausing. It's such a good question. <laughs> She's I taking know, a very long, dramatic pause, people. I just want you to know. <laughs> I'm just facing the abyss here. No big deal. Um, I think, I mean, again, I'm I'm with a man who's very persuasive and he, you know, in, in a good way. And I think he, he needed to make some changes too. Like, don't, don't get me wrong. My leaving wasn't just about my fear of intimacy. It was also some stuff in the relationship that was not working. And right. he was willing to really face those issues head on. And um, I felt like that was a real commitment to our relationship, that he was willing to look at himself. And one thing that I really loved about our relationship and love about it is that, I mean, we fight a lot but we are always willing to move through it and and do the work and take responsibility for our parts. And that means that we can go somewhere. We're not just trapped in a cycle of repetitive, well, you did this or you didn't do this. Or we always have at our as our goal moving forward together and growing together. And that I think, you know, after decades of really toxic, dramatic relationships and years at that point of working on myself in various, you know, through therapy and, and sex and love addicts anonymous 
I really learned that that was a valuable thing and that to be with someone who had the qualities that were important to me, you know, that's that who actually wanted to be in a, in a committed relationship was really a, a blessing and not something to be taken for granted. And I had, I guess I had a moment of like, who do I think I am to be turning away from this? You know, like what I think I'm so great that like, there's some perfect person out there who's going to never mess up and, and, and like, what do I really want from life? You know, do I want to, I think I had always seen freedom as like, I don't want to be tied down in merit by marriage because I want to like, I want my horizons to be endless. I want to be able to go on this adventure and do this thing and take <laughs> this job and meet this person. And I think I finally realized that like I had exhausted that and and the new the new frontier was within intimacy. It was in, within a relationship. I'd never let myself be seen by someone for long enough for them to see my deepest, darkest shit. And I had never tolerated someone else's deepest, darkest shit. And so to me, it felt like this is the next, this is the next big adventure. Yeah. And, you know, also I was 37, 38 mm. and I wanted to have a baby. And talk, I was like, yeah, doesn't wait for us women, us modern women to make a decision. That's right. (laughs) Well, when you were, yeah, but when you were talking about, you know, like adventures and stuff, I always, I have a word for that kind of person, especially a female, I call them like the cool girl. Like nothing phases them. They're like on this, like, they're so cool. Everything's just cool. And they're always traveling. And with that. You don't need anyone. Yeah. You don't need a man. Yeah, totally. Which I always say that person actually doesn't exist. (laughs) That's what I believe. They just don't. Anytime I meet a cool girl, it's like this facade. And when you scratch the layer, we all want to be connected. And we all are, but we're afraid of abandonment. And you were talking about intimacy and it's like, into me, you see, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And that to me was terrifying. So you get married, you have this wedding. Was it like a grand wedding or a small wedding? Oh no, we eloped. Good for you. I think that's great. (laughs) We did things, uh, we did everything a little backwards. We got pregnant first Mm -hmm. and then got engaged and then got married with our two daughters on a, on a beach. And that was it. And it was so beautiful. And we, we still are planning on having a wedding at some point, but, um, we were trying to buy a house. And so we wanted to save the money for that. And we thought we bought a house and we've, we've thought, um, you know, one day when we'll sort of, we'll like renew our vows and have every, have a big party at the house and, and do a wedding, but it was perfect the way we did it. It no, so I actually think the bigger the wedding, the more the divorce happens. It's a lot of pressure. It's a lot of pressure. Yeah, and it's just a day and it's a party. That's all it is. People put yeah. too much emphasis on it. So I do want to get to the part about what do you hate about being married? What is like those moments or like things going on? Because every relationship has its problems. Nobody has a perfect marriage, no matter how glossy they make it on Instagram. So. Go ahead. What are those things? Oh, I mean, I think it goes back to the same stuff that kept me from wanting to get married in the first place. I think it's my fear of intimacy that makes me want to run. Um, I think when, you know, when we get into a fight and 
I realized that I was in the wrong and that actually I was behaving like a brat or whatever. <laughs> Which <laughs> I, I'm never like that. Just no, I, I would imagine you're never like that. I I'm can't. very evolved. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I just, I get, I, I think I feel a lot of shame and then my shame, I think like, I mean, this is all happening unconsciously. This isn't like a dialogue I'm actually having with myself, but there will be a moment where I feel like, ugh, how could anybody love someone this stupid or this bratty or this entitled or whatever? And then I think, and this was the driving force behind my desire not to be committed was he's going to leave me one day. I better leave him before he leaves me. Mm. And I think that is, you know, my dad cheated on my mom a lot through my childhood. And I saw the pain of that very, very close, at, you know, very close up. And, and I think I decided at a very young age, that's never going to happen to me. And so my, I think that when I get into a place of like, I want out of this relationship and I start fantasizing about like what my life will be as a single mom and how great that's going to be. It's almost like my ego working me into a state of uh, you know, being able to walk away from something that I am very attached to, obviously, because I'm afraid of getting hurt. Mm, that there's so many things and that you just said that like hit a chord for me. As you said, you know, you saw your mom being hurt and you promised yourself like you were never going to let a man hurt you like that. But also, I heard you say when you, you know, feeling stupid or all those things you said that like you go inwardly and you blame yourself. Mm. Right. Mm -hmm. For me, when I get in a fight, like I become like a narcissist, like I just, <laughs> I want to like attack and murder the other person before I start to bleed. So it's interesting. Like we are very similar, but we're very, everybody's so different what they do to like self-sabotage. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, now that you say that, I also do plenty of that. So, <laughs> Oh, good. I'm not the only one. I think, I think in a way my like attacking behavior is just a way to shield me from how shitty I feel about myself. Um, but ultimately it comes down to that. Like I can say the meanest, most horrible shit to my husband. And then like when I go to cool off and, you know, write about it or talk about it or whatever, I'm like, ugh. And then I see the part of me, I see my part and I'm just like, oh God. Oh God, Gross. I'm like the worst person ever. Yeah. And then yeah. that's when it goes into like, I'm not lovable. And, and, you know, the flip side of that for me is, is the flip side of my like self judgment and lack of self acceptance is judgment of him. And, mm. and those times it's just like, ugh, he's gross. He never does enough. Like, who is this man? I don't even like him. I can go into that place where this, this person who, you know, at times, like, I mean, I can just think about him being gone, like dead. <laughs> and I like, I dissolve into a puddle. I'm just like, I can't, I would be, I would, Lost. I would be so heartbroken. And yet, you know, he can like, look at me the wrong way. And I can be like, ugh, what a disgust, you know, like I can be so judgmental. Yeah. And I think that that comes from a lack of acceptance of myself. It all comes from the same place of not feeling worthy 
And so I project that onto other people. And it's just a way of my ego keeping me alone because my ego's scared that if I'm not alone, I'm going to get hurt. Yeah. Like if I'm, if I let myself be It's like this vicious, someone... ridiculous cycle yeah. we keep like going through. Yeah. And so I think for me, like the best thing to do in those moments when, when I can remember, and I definitely don't always do this by any means, but the best thing for me to do is to, to stop that cycle is to, is to go like, what, like really put my hands on my chest and be like, what am I feeling right now? Like, what am I feeling under this disgust or this self-loathing or this loathing of him or this rage or whatever? Like, what am I feeling? And there's always something really tender under there. There's yeah. always like sadness or fear. Fear, fear oh for God, me almost so every much. time. Every yeah. time I start like feeling myself do that spin or disconnecting even from my my child sometimes because mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. so exhausting to like give to this little human that you can't fully communicate. You have a toddler, you're in the same boat yeah. as me and it's like I'm like what is going on and it always goes back to fear for me. Yeah. It's just crazy. So let's get into, so I do, I want to hit on something, but let's hit on it in a minute, but let's get into those seven deadly sins that every human has. So we have pride, greed, lust, gluttony, envy, anger, sloth, which one of those sins, one or two or three or all of them, um, do you think goes with this secret of the self-loathing and the fear of abandonment and all that? I think a lot of them. <laughs> um, pride is definitely in there. I have a lot of pride. I, again, like that feeling of not wanting to be the one who's left or the one who's hurt. Like I will not be that woman. You know, there's a lot of pride in that. Um, definitely envy. I struggle with envy. That that the compare more, and despair. Oh envy? my god! Yeah. Uh, so much. The and you know, my husband works in a in an industry that is very, it's just like a minefield for that kind of thing. There's just like a lot of, you know, young, successful, beautiful, interesting, talented women around. And it's really hard. I am <laughs> mm-hmm. in one of those industries and it is mm-hmm. really, it's really yes. hard. Yeah. It's really hard. Is your husband in that one of those? Industries? Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. We are definitely in it together. Uh, the be- the good thing is, I never I have the envy gene, but it's really never about other people's relationships. So mm-hmm. I don't have that like jealousy thing, which I'm very grateful for. I don't have that because that's a beast on onto itself. But yeah, it's just tough, even you know, to like not look at other people and think they have it better than you or they have it figured out. Yeah. 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 I think I don't, I don't look at other, I definitely don't look at other couples and think like, Oh, they have a better relationship because I just know, I know so many couples well enough that even though I can see that they look really happy on the outside, I know the cracks on the inside. And, and so I don't feel that, but I, I do have a lot of trust issues still. And that is, you know, I, I really, I feel envious of, um, I feel envious of other women that I think my husband would find attractive. Oh, and that's just, even if I know that he's not going to do anything, I, I, that's where my envy comes in. And I will often pick fights around that, like unknowingly, but I'll, I'll feel it. It's like a little fire in my belly. 
And then I'll pick a fight about something else to feel in control because I feel out of control. Right. Do you, do you like, oh, would you ever date her? Is it like those sly conversations? Mm-hmm. Are you just... No, no, I, it's not like that. I would, I don't, I don't really bring it up. It's like, I can tell, like I can tell. I know because my dad was like this, I was so hyper aware and alert. I, I could read his energy. So like when a woman walked by that my dad was attracted to, I could feel the shift in his energy. And I do oh. that. I do that with my husband too. I'm so sensitive to it. And so even if he doesn't like look at her, like move his head to look at her, even if I don't see his face, I can feel his energy. And I that get is so, so fascinating to me because that's like you picked it up at such a young age. Oh my God. I remember, like, I remember, I must have been like three or four. I, I remember distinct moments of just feeling that energy. Do you not have that? I, I, I don't have that. Oh my God. I well, kind of I, thought this was like a, like a universal thing. No, but. I don't have that. You know, when, if my husband or my significant other looks at another woman, it doesn't, that doesn't bother me. That's not my issue. Hmm. Like I don't have that. I don't ever know if someone's checking out. So I don't have that, but I find it so fascinating at such a young age, you saw your dad do it and that you were so in tuned that now you, you do play that out with your husband. Oh yeah. I mean, like, like we can be watching TV and all like, and you know, we're like sitting next to each other and I can just like, I can, nothing changes, but I feel it when there's something and it, and it, and it's so uncomfortable for me. And that's, that's another thing is that like, I, that's another reason why I want to like run away and leave the mm-hmm. relationship. That'll be sort of a, an instigator. It's like, I feel that. And then I just feel like, I feel like I'm never going to be this beautiful. I'm never going to be this, whatever. I should just go now, you know, <sighs> not, not in a defeated way in a like, fuck you. I'm out. Yes. And <laughs> a defiant TV. <laughs> when you're watching like whatever. I can't even pick a mo- a show right now, but like anything. Mo- it can be yeah. anything. <laughs> it's like the commercial for Marshalls, and you're like, I'm out. <laughs> Fine, just be with her. <laughs> be with the home goods girl. <laughs> <laughs> I know you love her. You've always loved her. <laughs> but my other, I was going to hit as I think I should say one of the se- seven deadly sins, because I feel like for me, when I want to like bail on the marriage, which, but it's about sloth, like mm. you get lazy, you want a marriage to be easy. And yes, parts of marriages should be easy and not like work, but it's work, especially year after year. I've been with my husband now for 15 years. Wow. So it's work like you for intimacy. It's work for communication. And sometimes I'm tired. I don't want to do the work mm. like that slothiness comes out. I feel mm. It's so interesting. You're right. It's so interesting how different we are because I, we all are because I don't, I don't feel that. And maybe that's because I've only been married for a little over a year. Yeah, girl. I got 14 Um, years on you. Yeah. (laughs) Call me in 14 years and we'll talk. But um, yeah, I feel up for the fight right now. I feel really up for the challenge. It's more, it's more the like, yeah, for me, it's more the like I get angry that I feel like he's being slothful, you know, like he doesn't mm. do the work and I get angry. Um, 
But yeah, I mean, but both people have to do the work. I mean, I've been with him for 15 years because we both do the work and you do have to have someone that's willing to do the work or a marriage is not going to work. It's never going to be the fantasy of what's in the movies or society portrays to us. So with this secret, who do you think it benefits and who do you think it harms? I mean, I don't think it benefits anyone. I think, yeah, I I can't see how it benefits anyone. I think it harms me. It keeps me from being fully in my marriage. It harms my husband for the same reason. I think it harms my kids, even though they don't know explicitly what's going on in the same way that I knew implicitly what was going on with my parents. Kids are smart. They pick up on these energies. They pick up on the energy and they can feel when I'm like out the door energetically. They know it. Yeah. And I can see them. Yeah, they're smart. And I can see them reacting to it, especially the my stepdaughter, the 10-year-old. She will suddenly be a lot like nicer to me because it's like, it's, it's like she's trying to keep me in the house, you know? And, and metaphorically, she's just trying to keep me there. And yeah, yeah. so that's super she's harmful. being the good girl. Yeah. I, I mean, that's awful. I don't want to do that to them. It's not helpful. It's, I wish I could say that I'm just going to put it down and maybe being more honest about it and not having it be such a dark and dirty secret is, is a way towards doing that. I don't know. It feels like a hurtful secret to tell, but maybe it's more of a hurtful secret to keep if it keeps acting out. Well, for me, I know that my husband and I, how we've moved forward, like sometimes we'll say, I don't like you right now. Mm -hmm. I love you. But like a part of me wants to bail. And we've said that like, but we know we're not, but there's something about saying it that takes that secret away where it's not just yours and you're keeping this like power. That's really helped me. I mean, you said you don't know how you're going to move forward, but you want to stay in the marriage. Yeah, I do. And I think that's really powerful what you just said. I mean, I I think what ends up happening is because I don't say that is I push it down, I push it down. And then in the heat of a really nasty argument, I'll say, I hate you. I want a divorce, which is Mm. so toxic. And I really only said that maybe once. And he said it maybe once. But you know, that's way more. Maybe harmful. make a deal not to say that yeah. either. We do. We do have a deal, but in the heat of the moment, occasionally oh, yes. it happens. But I think saying something more along the lines of what you said, like, I love you, but right now I don't like you. And a part of me wants to get the hell out is yeah. a lot more. Um, I mean, I don't know if it's productive, but it's less destructive. It is productive. I'm telling you the moments we started doing that, it like the the air went out of like the argument. And I think when I said it, he then looked at me and was like, ditto, I feel the exact same. <laughs> so it put us on an even, even playing field. Yeah. Like nobody had the power over anybody else or had this like, you know, the secrets are what kills us. Yeah. So it really works for us to be like, oh my God, I like, I want to kill you right now. I love you, but I'm going to like step away. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it really helps. I'm going to try it. So that's my advice. I'm going to tattoo it on my <laughs> I don't arm. know if it's great. <laughs> Perfect. Do it. <laughs> I have, I don't know about you, but I have like a really, really short use. And when I, I mean, I never get like violent or anything, but like when I get angry, it's like, it's just like a a switch is flipped and I'm, and I go from like being rational and reasonable to like really, really angry. 
And in those moments, I mean, I'm really working hard on like getting my foot in the door of that and and not allowing those outbursts to happen because I think they're really, really bad for everyone. But it's so hard. And when I'm in it, it is. it's like, I'll say anything. No, I see red much more than my husband does. Both of our parents fought and we're both come from divorced parents. So we didn't want to carry on that when fighting in front. So we use that. I think, uh, I don't know what movie it's in, but mistletoe. I think it was like in Vince Vaughn used it in a movie saying like mistletoe, like stop talking what you're talking about. So if we're about to get in an argument, especially around our son, we'll go mistletoe. (laughs) And then one and he's like, why don't you just let's just like you go in that room. I'll go in this. Cool down. And it really helps. Yeah. Yeah. It's that you need that cool down because you need to like back to reality instead of like the rage. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you I, for having me. It's, such, it's just so eye-opening and you just, all these new things I just love hearing about. <laughs> it's so good to talk about it. It's so good to get these things out of the closet. Thank you for letting me share. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you for listening. If you want to be on the show, if you have a past secret you've already lived through and come through the other side or present one that you're keeping hidden, please message me below or email me at secretlifepodcast at iCloud.com. And I look forward to next episode. Thank you again for listening to Secret Life Podcast. Please subscribe, share, send me a note, and you can always support the show with a donation on our site, secretlifepodcast.com. Until next time, bye.